Welcome to Civil Tension, conversations with contentious intent. We are civil, not polite. We are civil, not politically correct. Civil Tension is a weekly podcast intended to demonstrate that people can engage in difficult, contentious topics of conversation while remaining civil and strengthening the ties that bind, even when we profoundly disagree. Civil Tension can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Player FM, TuneIn, Listen Notes, and more. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Civil Tension, Facebook by joining the Civil Tension podcast group, as well as on our developing Instagram account, Civil Tension, and YouTube channel. To join our mailing list, send a note to civiltension at gmail.com. I mean, with free trade would be no tariffs. So what? So what? So <laughs> at what which point our problem would disappear? Yeah. So what it is that you actually have? You have uh, in the case of Canada, the Europeans, other nations. It's not the issue that they're afraid of tariffs. They're afraid that we're actually going to treat them the way it is they've been treating us, and we want right. an equal footing. Yeah. That's what's scaring them. Uh-huh. It's not. It's, it's a really a non-issue. Now, in the case of Trudeau up in Canada, he did something that was really interesting. He said, "Okay, let's deal with the matter of the Chinese importing their steel." And aluminum to Canada and then dumping it into the American market through Canada. He says, we can get a handle on that. And so that was a key talking point uh, with regards to actually making sure that you have the right quality, good materials, and treating Canada as a partner in this as opposed to uh, them being a conduit for Chinese dumping. What that's uh, really a very significant, but you see, but this that is doesn't the, happen but, without Trump staying in firm. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, you exactly. See, you, it never happens. You, you don't have negotiations. You don't have peace. You don't have remedies, solutions without a firm hand. Right. right. Because no one is just going to give this thing to you because yeah. you're a nice yeah. guy oh. or they're a nice guy. Yeah. That isn't the way the world Especially works. When it's us. And they're not going to do it just because and to me it's not about the money as much as it is about the quality. Right. Yeah. You know, because we know it's we know we have a lot of crap quality on our markets, and we know it, none of it has a, a, an American label on it. But having an American label doesn't necessarily make it quality either. That's true. It doesn't no. guarantee. But when you have something like steel, that actually that's got to be good quality. Otherwise, you have very dangerous situations created mm-hmm. when you start building things. Out out of airplanes, very, cars, yeah. buildings, homes. Yeah, when you have poor quality steel, you're putting dangerous things on the road, dangerous things in the air. Yep. Uh, you're building bridges that fall down, like in Florida, mm-hmm. not too very long ago, yeah. just a few months ago. It's that's scary. To say to say nothing of the fact that some of their steel has been proven to be radioactive. You don't want that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's, that's not, not good. That's not good. Radioactive is not that's good. good. I think that's really that's going on. That's going on. Yeah, yeah. Radioactive, not good. Radioactive, not good. Well, maybe that's a title of, of this one here. And actually, we got that because um, I clicked record a little while ago. But uh, here we are at number 22. Number 22 for Civil Tension. I'm Peter Galt, your host and creator. And with me today are co-hosts... John Quancy. Ken Nicholson. And guests... Dan Sweet. Don Stevenson. Bill, thank you very much, all of you, for joining me here. We might have to speak up just a little bit. Because mm-hmm. um, we actually have a full restaurant today. Yeah, so that's good background cool. noise today. Yeah, good background noise. Actually, most of those guys least, are from this group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they just went over there. Pete's by started. Yeah, yeah. They, they just went over there and started. In fact, I, when I went around the corner earlier, Frank's, you know, because he said, oh, I got a meeting over here. But he's sitting there all by himself with his laptop. Right now, so 
He was meeting with his laptop, I suppose. I don't, don't, there's a lady laptop. seated there now, and oh, they're, is there now? they're exactly examining documentation. Well, he had to pay wow, for the that. real meeting, examining yeah. documentation. I, w I was talking to Siri the other day, and my wife thought I was talking to some other woman. So. Oh, man. <laughs> you were. Siri, what are you, what are you wearing today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Something to that degree. Well, I have this hard case backing. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen those, uh, those uh, little news clips about who, who is, is Amazon Alexa? Is that who it is? Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Who just apparently Alexa just starts laughing yeah. in the middle of other people's conversations. Or at two or, in the morning. Yeah, two in the morning starts laughing, a really weird, creepy laugh for no apparent reason. Uh, and then Did we'll you? start recording conversations and sending them off arbitrarily Did for no apparent and reason. And playing them on another Alexa. In this case, it was 170 miles away. Yeah. Oh, my word. Just yeah. no apparent reason. This thing's just doing stuff. So this is a, a marketing scheme. This is failure? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's the machine's taking over. Yeah, I, I watched the Terminator last night. And, 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 you know, in all fairness, they admitted that Alexa <laughs> was did listen in on this conversation, did record it. Somehow it was triggered to send this discussion to another place. And I think it was, they, they knew each other. I think the people knew each other. Um, and, then, and then it was played. The conversation was played on the other end. On the other end. Um, hmm. Oh, you know what probably happened? Uh, they were, they, there was they not were, like a big issue that they were, you know, talking yeah. bad about somebody. Or oh, whatever. I thought but maybe it, that was still. It. No, but it, the issue just is it, it recorded, and somehow the the words that were used played on another device. Uh, hmm. Got it to be sent to another place and and uh, to the people actually that they were talking about. Uh, and this stuff is, I mean, I'm it's it's bizarre, it's weird, but it's tech for you, I guess, especially new tech if it's designed to have some amount of artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. Just driving the other day, I was on the phone, my car's hands-free with the phone. My phone was actually in in the uh, compartment, the little lift-up thing in the middle. Yeah. Toss it in there. It connects by Bluetooth through my car. I'm actually talking to somebody on the phone who turns out her phone was sitting across on a table. She was on speakerphone. <laughs> All of a sudden, we hear thank you, this call is now being recorded. Neither one of us are anywhere near our phones. I can't physically touch my phone. There's no controls in my car to start a recording. My car doesn't do that. And she's across the room from her phone. Your phone Did it say that. that it was an so, well, your right. phone, Your phone will record a conversation, both sides of it. I, I, people don't think that these... Without, without, these, without they, prompting? My watch, I'm not supposed to do that. My watch is going to be recording what we're talking about. I, my, yeah. your, our phones are recording it. If you don't think Big Brother's out there listening... Was she at a business? Uh, I mean, well, she, she was, it was technically a business call. It was about referrals. And, and, and even such, if you turn them off, they're still live. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're still live, and you notice you can't pull the batteries out of them anymore. Yeah, you. yeah they so, make it where you can't even take the battery out. Uh, hammers don't work too well. Only for Hillary. Only for Hillary. Work for her. A, a hammer that's now encoded yeah. with bleach bit. Bleach bit. So, yeah. I'd like the bleach bit hammerhead. <laughs> yeah. Go to Home Depot and ask for that one. I'd like the bleach bit hammerhead package. Yeah. The special. The Hillary package. Is this, I like the Hillary package. Yeah. Does this does this sledgehammer come with the Hillary package? Does this come with a does this come with a Hillary assurance protection yeah. plan? Yeah, exactly. I, and 
This was kind of cool. Free I think, supportive um, media, yeah, free supportive media to mm-hmm. cover your backside. The, I liked your idea about calling this free for all, uh, but I also like you know radioactive, not good. <laughs> <laughs> radioactive, not good. I think, he, but, uh, I think that would be a, a good a good title. How about radio, radioactive, not good? Oh, yeah. How about radio good, not active? <laughs> <laughs> well, also the well, term artificial intelligence brings up a lot of uh, conjures up a lot of things in my head too. Uh, (laughs) I've encountered that just sitting next to people having a conversation. Uh, True, not here, but uh, it's checked out already. (laughs) All, all all present company accepted. Yeah, but yeah, artificial. I had a friend I haven't talked to him in a long time who actually developed AI systems back in the back in the early nineties. Wow. And back then, just what they could do was mm-hmm. I've done that. And kind of freaky. The the uh, the 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 preponderance of arrogance in design. The the the, the idea that uh, people are totally control in control of designing software that knows how to learn uh, is incredible. Well, who who is saying that you you, you know you you got to be careful in, in that. How far can that go to the point where, well, right, we've seen the movies where the bots take over. Yeah, I joked about the Terminator. They take over. Right. Cyberdyne we've systems. We've seen all of that, but the, that's that's not far from reality. I mean, uh, Heinlein wrote a fantastic uh, science fiction novel in the 50s, I believe, called The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, maybe the early 60s. And the basic deal there was the computer, uh, this is after the moon is populated, and, and uh, they're sort of the... the uh, the penal colony of the Earth, if you will. And uh, the computer that runs the moon eventually acquires enough peripherals, enough memory, and enough speed to simply become self-aware. Right. And it's uh, and it, and then there is war between the good guys on the moon and the bad guys on the Earth. Yeah. And uh, of course, the computer's on the moon side. And there are, there are many wonderful lines. There. It, no, really. Yeah. It's a, it's it almost sounds like a Ray Bradbury kind of thing here. It, it is. Well, you know, he and, and Mr. Bradbury were good buddies. Yeah. I am not surprised. Yeah. Well, I think I think the re challenges, and I'm I'm a big believer in this, is that there may be a lot of intelligence, but there's very little wisdom, mm-hmm. and that's what I where that's where I believe we lack is it's wisdom, not intelligence. There are a lot of smart people out there, uh, and too bad none of them are in Congress. That's good, <laughs> but actually, I think there's a lot of smart people in Congress. Absolutely, yeah. they do They're very well for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to. I'm not going to name any names here because the, the, the title I give is bad. I used to work for somebody who I dubbed the BI, the brilliant imbecile, <laughs> because in right. certain aspects of his life he was brilliant but it was quite isolated and then in the rest of what we all have to live in just clueless and I, I mean I almost felt sorry for the guy I did find somebody who's brilliant and, and, and socially skilled yeah yeah you know like we grew up with the nerds right yeah yeah and, and you know brilliant people but just had no social skills yep um, you know and it, it at first, you make fun of them. Later on in life, you wind up feeling sorry for folks like that, and it's like. But then you wind up learning. You know, actually, they're good, really good people. Yeah, they're not wrong. You yeah, got a chance. <laughs> you got to open up your mind a little bit. You know, like, what's the old Northwestern chant? Hey, hey, we don't care. You're going to work for us someday. Or I can't remember the exact chant, but uh, that didn't when rhyme. That didn't rhyme. <laughs> so a chance go. But I do think it proves the point. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it didn't rhyme, I think it proves the point. The thank you. Thanks, John. <laughs> so we're not gonna, we're not gonna leave you brilliant, okay? 
the, um, I just have wisdom. We wouldn't not put that negative label on it. You know, one of the things that's really interesting about wisdom is that it, one of the key components of wisdom is will. Is that if a person doesn't have the will to engage, apply mm -hmm. wisdom in their life, to acquire wisdom, yep. it, it takes a lot of will to do that. It takes a lot of introspection to do that. It takes a lot of self-critique to do that. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of hard decision-making to do that. Wisdom cannot, does not exist in a vacuum. It's that which has to be applied. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you may as well be a, I'm sorry, a college professor somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Th those who, those who can do and those who can't teach and those who yeah. can't teach, teach teachers. That's yeah. the old mantra, mm -hmm. right? And so this idea of wisdom really has to be a force of will. And I think that's why as we see Trump having a lot of success right now is because he has wisdom from a very pragmatic background, mm -hmm. but my gosh, he has the will to apply it, well, he does and the will. <laughs> will to go forward, yeah. and without will, if you're just going to be a milksop weenie, mugwump, uh, i.e. Congress, the rhinos, any Republican except for those members of the Freedom Caucus, mm -hmm. um, you're pretty much done. I mean, the, well, another really name for will, that will. is cojones, because yeah. you got to have the big cojones, but to, yeah. to, to execute your will. Right, but but I but I but in, in my explanation of will, it it takes that resolve, which you can say you got a pair of brass ones, you got yeah. a big set, whatever it is you want to say. Courage. Will, and will courage. in and of itself does not exist again in a vacuum. It can't exist in a vacuum. It's something you have to develop. It's uh, it's the primary thing that sports does for kids. It's, it's it pretty hard to do, yeah. do on your difficult own. stuff. It, it, generally, it's triggered through the, the, the efforts of others or just knowing others and, and you know, you have to have the desire. Mm -hmm. sure. Right. That, that has to be there. But one person's wisdom is not another's. Neither is their will. Very so true. It's, it's, each each individual is stuck with that with that uh, environmental or, or upbringing or whatever you want to call it uh, wisdom that they've learned over the years, and that person is is either going to turn out uh, uh, good or bad in terms of their wisdom, or Democratic uh, or Republican. <laughs> it's true. That's right. Uh, uh, or independent. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's it's just the you know my my wisdom may not be uh, uh, of the same ilk as uh, John's or uh, you know some Peters or whoever else you might be able. It's just a matter of of are we are we uh, again are is our will dominant to the point where our wisdom is dominant. And is our wisdom the correct wisdom? We don't I think our will would be more dominant. It all, it all depends on, I think, I think all that is... So there's no such thing as truth? No, I didn't say well, that. Well, no, no, because there is, because um, you can have different experiences. We have to draw out a very fine point here that we can have different experiences and come to a point of wisdom from, uh, from a different roadmap or a different course. Or I can will come to a different to the same wisdom that I will, but very different experiences in our lives for various reasons. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yeah. The, so if there's, if your wisdom is your wisdom and your wisdom is your there's wisdom, no wisdom, then there's no wisdom because everything is yours. And that sounds like something young people like to say, well, your truth is your truth and yeah. my truth is my truth. No, no, there is truth, absolute truth. And there is wisdom, absolute wisdom. And without getting too preachy, but I love it anyway, because <laughs> we're going to tie that back to the, the Bible. I were to tie that back to God's word. And that is that there is absolute wisdom in this world. And there is absolute good in this world. And a person has to be willing to apply their will. Practice it. And apply that absolute truth, that absolute wisdom to their circumstances. If you don't have the will, you can't apply the wisdom. And if we say, well, your wisdom is yours and yours is yours and yours is yours, well, then there's none. Why? And if you don't believe, then you, you, you have nothing to go on anyway. Right. So, is wisdom common sense? Is it is it logical? Well, so the question becomes. So the question becomes this: is that is this is that the question? I love to have this uh, conversation with people that have no faith at all of any sort. And so, well, and riddle me this, Joker. Um, why why is murder wrong? Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't answer that. Yeah, why is and there, you've got seven, almost eight billion people on this planet. You know, let me put on my environmentalist wackos hat for a while. Uh-oh. We are, we are, <laughs> Don't we, keep are it on <laughs> we are annihilating species at a rapid rate. We're deforesting, right? The ozone this, the pollution that, blah, 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 yak, yak, yak. We have this big uh, collection of plastics in the Pacific Ocean that's about twice the size of Texas now. And it's just a train wreck. Everywhere you look, with seven to eight billion of us, maybe the Rothschilds of Europe have it right. It wouldn't be the worst thing to automate everything and eliminate 90% of the world's population. <laughs> well, no, I'm not advocating that. There are okay? people that do. No, I don't. There, but there are people that believe there that. There are people that do. That There are people that believe that. But to John's point, well, interestingly enough... But why not do that unless you can come back to a truth? Yeah. Why is murder wrong? Why it's is not murder wrong? Why, is life, why does life have value? And so you have to figure out where that value comes from. And through wisdom, I think that because... To, to me, this all ties in because, to Dan's point, everyone has a different experience and comes to wisdom. That wisdom then gets shared. That's where universal wisdom comes from because people light into what gets put out and say, oh, that's right because I have that same ideology. And I'm not speaking about confirmation bias. I'm speaking about coming through up through life with different experiences, but coming to the same point of wisdom that you've learned and say, I get that. That is that becomes a universal wisdom. And universal wisdom, I do agree, is based on universal truth. And universal truth comes up through things that cannot be that cannot be discounted. And and if you talk about the question of why is murder wrong? The only reason murder is ever wrong to a person who views it as wrong is because life has value. So why does life have value? Mm -hmm. Well, where did you learn to value life? How do you value life? How do you express the value of life? Where does that come from? And that comes from belief systems that, that you learn and grow up through, whether it be God or, or whatever it might be. Um, I, I am probably at this table the only one who's expressed that I'm at this point in my life I'm probably more agnostic than anything else um, but I at the same time I am certainly not closed off to that idea because there are things that 
um, man, were it, and I even say this to myself, were it not for the grace of God, that you know, say I, I say that a lot because I see things that, you know, wow, if it, if it weren't for. So wisdom and logic, it's a learned process, right? It takes time, takes knowledge, experience. But how does it come about most often? It's through stories, right? Stories in the Bible. Indians would tell stories to their children. You don't tell somebody this is what wisdom is and, and just, just go forward with this process. Read the it's, book of Proverbs. It's, it's through stories. It does that quite a bit. You know, yeah. And, so. You know, and, and, and stories that were developed over time through experiences of others. And, and the idea is, right, to help bring more wisdom about. So the question becomes, though, is that let's let's go back to, I don't know, let's just pick a place in time. I'm thinking Germany, 1938. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we talk, I mean, that was confirmation bias. That was a collective so-called wisdom, yep. so on and so forth. And it led to a terrible... A horrid outcome. Well, it wasn't collective. And, you know, yeah, it wasn't German collective. people were not were not in accord with what went on. No, they had no clue what work. Hitler was doing to them. Enough work until the until closing days of the war. The point, the point was after, enough work. after the fact. Enough work. But enough there were work. enough in power. No, yes. Right. And they and they and to their to their credit, not discounting, there were multiple assassination attempts on the life of Adolf Hitler mm -hmm. by the German people yeah. and people that were close to him. Power. All granted, right? Some were power, some were in recognition of the fact that, you know, Elvis has left the building. This guy's off his beam. He's, this is wrong. we got to stop this. Totally understood. But the point still being, though, is that they came to a conclusion, a collective wisdom at some level, if not in totality, and I don't have to have 100% to have a valid point here. You can have 50 some odd percent, 45 percent of a population. You come to the conclusion that that's okay at any level? Yeah, well, nowadays you, you can have 5 percent of the population. Look at what goes on in college campuses. Yeah. Sure. Right. 5 percent of the well, there's, people on a college campus There's a great the, example the of intelligence fire. without right. wisdom, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, college campus is the definition of people who are supposedly getting taught intelligence, but man, they are, there is no wisdom coming out of college campus. Yeah, not a bit. I should say none, almost none. I like using the. Uh, it seems to be in jeopardy. It's very much in jeopardy. Absolutely. Well, going back to John's point, though, uh, you know, uh, the the thing in Germany started long before '38. Mm -hmm. I mean, it started at '33. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, I mean. Uh, and we have to remember, too, that uh, here was a man that was elected by a democratic, yep. so-called democratic government mm -hmm. uh, and, and brought to power. But what he did was he took that power and he usurped it. Yep. And the, uh, in order to usurp that power, he had, uh, had done some things for the people, which... Well, you know, to this to this day are still uh, evident. I mean, you look at the Audubon; it's still there. I mean, it's uh, take it back to the days of Caesar, Tilla the horse, of course. You know, any, we've any of the great Gaddafi, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Fidel Castro. You know, we could go on and on with how this has been perpetuated. 
Well, and that kind of brings me to the another piece of wisdom is one of the things that I find interesting, and I, I would consider a lack of wisdom since it's kind of the topic is is how so many people in our country now, I don't even remember who, who I've heard say some, I'm paraphrasing, who will, they don't fight evil. Mm-hmm. They fight little stuff, right? You know, uh, they you know they would fight. You know, there's a species. You know, some bird is in trouble. Versus, people are being white. Christians are being wiped out in Iraq. They, I mean, it's and, and it's interesting the wisdom, of lack of wisdom of what's important. And I think the rest of the phrase was they don't fight evil, but they fight the people that are fighting evil. Yeah, well, you're going to get a lot of fractions there. A lot of people arguing. Values. Oh, sure. Yeah. On that one. Yeah. Well, values come from, again, wisdom. When you have a shared wisdom, that's where values start to evolve and be created within a society. If we all say, okay, we've learned this and we agree that this structure is good, that's how you actually start creating societal values is through shared wisdom mm-hmm. or agreed upon wisdom, a lot of which can then lead to that wonderful confirmation bias sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, but I agree, when you're fighting when you're fighting the little battles, the things that, you know, and I think we joked about this before, save the whales, save the beavers, save the the, the dogs and cats who, you know, are sung about on the TV commercial, whatever. Those are the little things, and yes, they're all sad, but when you start looking at those who completely demonstrate in their actions the devalue of life, yeah, talking about so values, though, are, values come from beliefs. Wisdom can break down beliefs because we, you, you know, beliefs are are things that you know developed at a very, very young age, and they're solidified because of the way we then value and look at other things. Um, wisdom can help you to break down those beliefs if they're wrong. That because you know they're they're wrong many times. Let, let me ask this. This is a probing question. What role does humility play in the acquiring of wisdom? It is a necessity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, without, I agree with I, that. I would say I without humility, you cannot gain wisdom, in my opinion. That's right. not possible. True. Coming back to John's not universal, point. Not a universal. No, so no, but then we brought up Trump earlier, and Trump is, has a huge ego. How much humility have we ever seen? That's not exclusive of humility. I, 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 the, the most powerful man I know personally is very humble. He, yeah. he, uh, he is fully aware of his intelligence, of his drive, of the effect he has on people. I agree with but you. But in private, that man is always questioning himself. And, and he's a wonderful example of John's point to simply say it another way intellectual honesty. Mm-hmm requires a great deal of courage because you have to force yourself to look at all sides of, of whatever it is you're dealing with. It's not something humans do naturally. It's something you've got to discipline yourself into. And without the ability to try and keep yourself uh, above the, the, the didactic way of doing things, is that's hard. It's, or or you know, to have so, uh, someone right, you truly wrong. trust that will tell you, and that's one of the hardest things I think to find in life, is people well, first of all, we have to allow people to do that. Yes. And very few people can do that, where you can say, I need you to be the one to tell me when I'm doing acts. Well, that's why you can count your friends on one hand. Yeah. We rarely ask for that kind of help. And 
it's scary to offer that kind of help because you don't know how it's going to be responded to. You also don't know if you're going to be right. Well, Define true. right. Absolutely. Well, and wisdom has to be that which transcends societal norms, values, and all the rest of it. Wisdom has to be the thing that you base your societal norms upon. Right. If it's something that wisdom is derived from or derived based on the human experience, and for example, when I'm looking at a piece of paper, when I'm looking, if I were looking at the menu earlier and I didn't have my glasses on, things would be out of focus. I wouldn't be able to read. Even if I squinted, and my arms aren't long enough anymore, gentlemen, they simply aren't. So I have to put my glasses on. And then all of a sudden everything comes into focus. My point is this, it's not my ability to read or not read because of my eyesight. My point is that if you develop your wisdom on the basis of your experiences and your feelings and your situations and your contacts, then it's the same thing as, well, now it's in focus, now it's not, now it is, now it's not. Whether it is, I have what lenses on. It's not based on anything. Wisdom has to transcend. Wisdom has to exist outside of whether it is I have my feelings and experiences and my emotions in check or not, whether my lenses are clear or whether I'm having a bad day and I take my glasses off and now everything's blurry. Yeah. Wisdom must transcend that and I bring you back to scripture for that. I agree. So what you're saying is the wisdom of the menu. <laughs> well, well, well said, John. Uh, there are a lot of people that will not wind up back in religion, right? Because, but because they'll follow that same path. Because what we know, because what we know about God, must not be what we have experienced. It must be what His Word tells us about Him. Because our experiences and our lives are like the lenses we have: Blur, clear, blurry, too bright, shade. Mm-hmm. Walk into the room with sunglasses on, too dark. All those things are colored. It's like wait, wait. It's, like, it, it's moving. It's it's. Have you ever? Is that how we got rose-colored glasses? There you go. Well, you know how I got rose-colored glasses. I came down to sit with you, gents, this morning. I figured, you know, I need some of that. So there here you I go. am. Well, and to that to that point, um, you know, again, I think I've shared before. I'd love to have intelligent conversations, you know, reasonable ones with atheists, and I'll ask them kind of those same questions. I I, I don't get as specific usually as why is murder wrong, but I'll just ask them, how do you come up with what's right or wrong? So what is because at the end of the day, we all have a value system based on something. Right. So I love to ask them, and they'll often say the societal thing, and I, that's where that's where I just that's where I think is a lack of wisdom. So because so it's Nazi society decided on some things. So there's a lot of things that society chooses that are not good. They're not good. <laughs> there, there are entire cultures that don't share our value of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the, the sanctity of, of life. Right. Yes, yeah. Most of the folks in the Middle East, Ooh, they don't, you know, no. a human life isn't worth much. Well, you know, Detroit, inner city, Chicago, blow it up. Yeah, yeah. okay. Right. Not a lot of value for life in some areas, are there? Uh-huh. And many other cities in this country. Mm-hmm. But why should there be when you know when hey, you know do, do whatever feels good if you you get pregnant just have an abortion if you you know let's watch everything on TV and people getting killed. We we like to minimize like the TV stuff sometimes or the games, but we do normalize. We do make it look like everyday life looks like we don't value life. I mean, how many things do you see but it, on TV that's that does exactly what life? exists in the world right now? Yeah. We you, you just said we make it look like or we yeah. normalize, but that is the nature of the world right, right now that we live in. <laughs> so yeah. is it, so it is looks it, that so way for a reason. It is that 
it is I that think, way. Yeah, but is it right. any We've coincidence, though, that the further that. it is we get away from from God, the further it is we get away from Him, the worse this gets? Uh, this is not a coincidence. I would agree with that. We, we take the th- we take the even if a person doesn't isn't a, a church going believer, a person has to concede at some level that the more it is that man crawls up onto the throne uh-huh. of his own life societally and does to and does to man what man wants to do, sort Sir Lord Acton said absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. And and that is just very plainly spoken. You don't have to read into that. So the worse it gets, mm-hmm. the more we go away from God, the worse it gets, and the worse it gets, we wonder why is it getting worse? Yeah, why is it getting oh, worse? Your argument, getting worse? Yeah, it's, your argument is you know, uh, you know, school shootings, and somebody will say, well, why wasn't God there? Yeah. And then you see the caption because God's not allowed in. Yeah, you don't lie in there. Right in there, you know. He's not and it, allowed. And, and I and you know I'm with you on this stuff <laughs> with the the families and, and keeping families intact, keeping keeping God as part of that. Right. Um, you know, my wife has always told me God's first. I will never be first in her life. Mm-hmm. And and I'll admit the first few years of marriage, I was like, really? You didn't know that. And then came you wisdom. You just don't know me that well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Once you get to know me, that was wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> then you got wiser. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, fortunately, uh, through her, I've uh, come to the understanding and realization. But yeah, it's it's a belief in something yeah. versus a lack of a belief in anything. Right? Can you imagine going through world through this life with the viewpoint of being a, a, a nihilist? I mean, truly? The life has no value, no purpose. We're born to nothing and die to nothing yeah, and live for nothing. And why would you care what anything can you, happens? Can you imagine such a thing? Pretty lonely place. Pretty lonely place. And people want to know why? Why are people? Why are why are young people depressed? Because that's what they think. Because that's what they think. Because they're the thing on the throne of their own lives, yeah. and they've come to this. Conclusion. Wow, this is this is all there is. This is pretty doggone empty. Yeah, yeah, that's well, it, huh? Yeah, this is it. This is the top of the mountain. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Well, you're 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 talking about humility. I mean, that's again. I mean, the, I can't believe. So I Chris Matthews actually said something on TV. I agreed with. Oh, I know whoa. that's hard to imagine, whoa. isn't it? You need to sit down. He was talking about how elitist the Democratic Party has been. He basically was saying, we sit there and tell everybody we know better, we're smarter, we're more elite. We put on we put on these parties and you're not invited. And he was basically saying, we act like we know better than you do, which is exactly what the Democratic Party does. But I was astounded at who I was hearing. Arrogance? Yeah. Well, is it, it American? Zoo that oh, we're well known internationally for that. Absolutely. Right? Oh, we used oh, to be more well known for yeah. it than we yeah. are now. Oh, I'm sorry. What Arrogance and ignorance. The French, what, the French aren't? The French right. are not an arrogant <laughs> people. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <are> they, <laughs> <laughs> Only those that Parisians are. But they, they, no, you, know, you get simple. outside the country, well, the French folks are very friendly. All I'm saying is this: is that well, I got news for you. you go, you get down to Henderson County; they're pretty friendly too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what yeah. I'm saying to you is this: is that people are, generally speaking, people are pretty much right. They are fairly friendly, except mm-hmm. if you. And I would just want to correct Chris Matthews on one point. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. It's he not, needs correcting. It, it's not just the Democrats. Oh, I it's agree the, with It's that. the Republicans. It's mm-hmm. the oligarchy of this ruling class yep. of the people who live on the left and the right coast and think that everything else is flyover land. Yep. And they are they, they just simply live, uh, live uh, to serve us. Well, Matthews did reference the clinging to their God and their guns comment, sure. the deplorables no, comment. To serve them. I mean, 
mean, what I mean, just to utter those words, what do, what has to be in your head to call half of the country deplorables just because they disagree with you? Wow. People begin to believe their own press. I used to yeah. uh, there was uh, there used to be someone that I, I knew quite well, and she was uh, she got her PhD, and she she was as that doesn't mean much. <laughs> well, it's, it stands for pile higher and deeper. She just was the most arrogant individual that you'd ever come across, and the reason is, and she thought she was nice as pie, but the reason for it is, is that she was on the throne of her own life, and I use that phrase a lot, but it's true. She really thought that she knew, based on her earthly, temporal intelligence, right. not wisdom, yep. that she could tell you, you, me, everyone, how to live. Yep. Well, we see it every day. We know people. Yeah. Right. We know people that yeah, no are people. like that all the time, right? And, sure. And, and, and what do we like to do with those people? Get away from them. Get away from them. <laughs> and the thing of it is that it's okay if Bill tells me how to live. It's okay. Just so long as Bill doesn't have the power and the... To make me live the, that way. To make me live that way. As long as I'm in my liberty yeah. to say, Bill, I appreciate your input and your thoughts, yep. but in my liberty, I'm going to leave now, and you and your liberty can share it with me anytime you want. Yep. Here's my phone number. I would let you out once right? a day for an hour. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're all hard, kid. <laughs> I had a guy your, to, you get one hour of liberty. I had a guy try to share his liberty with me uh, about a week ago uh, when he went through a red light and almost hit me head on. Wow. I mean, it's, uh, you know... Um, you know, there are some people that, that feel that the rules just don't apply, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be uh, man's law or God's law. The governor in, in prison in right. Illinois. Yeah. yeah. Is, is, there, is there such a thing as, as uh, uh, the, uh, as we keep going back to this, universal wisdom or universal truth? Um, I believe there is, but not everyone comes to that point at the at the same time. Number one, not everyone comes to that point ever. Sometimes ever, and you know, I thought uh, I was listening. I was watching a program. Uh, I was rewatching the, the program that Ken Burns did on the Civil War, mm. uh, and there was a quote by uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, and he said that. Uh, I think he was talking about John Brown, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he said that here's a person that, you know, he's, I'm willing to live for for what I believe. This person was willing to die for what he believed. Mm -hmm. So he was he was saying that you know I'm just a I'm I'm not the flame I'm not a flame. It's like the chicken and the egg, right? Right. It's, <laughs> well, not not chicken and egg, but but yeah, he's committed not, versus. I'm I'm not a flame. I, I I may be a candle, but this guy is a bonfire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. So there's a big, oh, man, which big difference. Big, I mean, the chicken big, is big uh, difference. Yeah. Chickens have all the pigs committed. Right. Mm -hmm. Thank right. you. There's a difference. Yep. This is. And I like their commitment. <laughs> I like the Let's commitment. solve something. Here. Let's solve. Where, where are we going let's, with this? Yeah, where are I we actually, going? I like this. It was a How does one go? How does one impart wisdom on others? How do we uh, impart? Or, or is, it better, is it better I, way I to phrase that? How do we share? That might be a better. That is the answer. That is the answer. You share. Is is you, the conversation? Is, is the dialogue? Imparting. 
kind of says that you're right and they're wrong, so I'm imparting this upon you. But sharing, and, and that's what's historically is going on. Mm-hmm. That's what the good book does, right? It, it shares. shares the good it, it, codifies. it codifies. Is that Cultures right have done very, it. It's very it documents the, the, the accumulated knowledge of how we should live to, to, to help each other live good lives. Yeah. These are the rules <laughs> by which we, we look at we these old be, these historical stories. Look at what's going on in the stories that are written on the walls in caves thousands yeah. of years ago. Look at the stories that are written in the pyramids. Look at the, you know, different cultures have, have always tried to find a way to record and share wisdom through stories. Yep. Well, I've always said, can you imagine if how different would our country be if Oprah wrote and endorsed the New Testament. Wrote? Wow, that wrote, one laid us down. <laughs> There's uh, some dead air right there, man. Okay, let's just say... I thought, let's she, say, did, let's I thought say, she thought she did write change, in the New Testament. Let me change it. Make it Nancy Pelosi. Maybe, my point being is, from a cultural perspective, let's take out the fact that she wrote it, but if it was a self-help book, not the Word of God in the minds of the public, and Oprah said, this is the most awesome way to live life, is what this book says, this thing called the New Testament. I, I can tell you exactly what happens is that book sells yeah. very well for a short period of True. time. True, I would agree with that. And then, so, and, and then it disappears. Unless she stays um, on it, yeah. But well, it's, my I question is, she would... is always to go back to what you, you what you do, what your you, natural tendency. What you mind comes. Believe, <laughs> what, I agree with you there. It's, and I think that sharing wisdom yes. is something that anyone can do. Anyone can share wisdom that they've gained, that they've earned, um, that they've learned, earned, gained, put it out there. It requires humility that you talked about earlier to be receptive to that. Take a look at it. Is this right? Do I evaluate it? Does it correct what I've been doing? Does it correct? Does this bit of wisdom uh, work? And is it based on a truth? And you talked about absolute truth. To me, absolute truths are conditions that exist. And I use the word condition because it applies to anything, any ideology, any anything we as people can perceive an absolute truth exists. It's a condition that exists and will always exist whether we acknowledge it or not. An absolute truth does not require our acknowledgement to exist. Well, it so does not. To create the environment in well, order so. to be receptive and accepted. You know, say that again. You need to have that environment created where it can be receptive. Right. Well, I would suggest the way the sharing is, and it's no different than when we talk about sales. It's all about asking people questions, because sure. telling someone they're wrong is rarely effective. But just asking them, them questions, you can do it like better, the question about, hey, how do you get your, where do you base your value system on? Why do I ask that question? Because I'm, I really just want them to think about it. Because in most cases, when you ask people that question, they've never even thought about it. And, and is the in, in is the issue of how it is we got to the German condition, right, right in the 19-whatevers, that was the matter that they stopped asking the questions. They stopped asking the questions. And I'm, and I'm sorry, but one of the things that the, the left in this country mm-hmm. 
doesn't want you to do is ask any questions. Oh, they want to shut you up. They want you to. Sh they want to shut you down. They want to shut you up. Mm -hmm. I am not afraid to engage and admit to the fact that leftists, nihilism, mm -hmm. Marxism, all that stuff exists, and engage that in a conversation. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid to put the Bible mm -hmm. on trial and let it stand of its value and its merit and its own strength. That's a the, good horse to bet on. Okay. The point. The point being is that that the left in this country does not want you in our universities, in our colleges, in our high schools, in our middle schools. Now, mm -hmm. they do not want to ask the question, "What is the best way to live?" That's a question that. President Larry Arn of Hillsdale College asked time and time again in all of his content, and, and they and that institution asked, "What is the best way to live?" And they and they put that question in the furnace of classical writing, of tradition, of scripture, and they constantly forge and figure out and examine, is this the best way to live? And they're not afraid to do so. But you can't do that if you're a leftist because, oh, you can't ask that question. Whoa, you can't go there. You can't, whoa, you can't challenge. However I want to live is the best way to live. And how incredibly different are the environments that allow that? And I'm going to point at the school my daughter goes to, Valfrey. University with it, which is a Lutheran, it's a Lutheran university. Mm -hmm. She goes to the university, but she's also in the Christ Honors College. That's what it's called, Christ Honors College. And and there are required courses that they go through and study and scripture and all of that. But it challenges that exact question to every student that goes there: What is the best way to live? Right. And it always presents that challenge every day as part of their core focus mm -hmm. and. Whether or not, again, whether or not I'm agnostic or whether or not I, I believe wholly or, or it doesn't, none of that matters. And the point I'm making, what it is, is that it exists. That environment is there. And let me tell you, that college does not have any leftist demonstrations. They don't have any, um, quote unquote, snowflakes needing safe spaces. You know, they have. You know, they have a remarkable. Yeah, they have a remarkable safe space. It is an amazing chapel, which their chaplain. They, they welcome any belief there. doesn't matter what it is. Mm -hmm. If you need to go and have a conversation, if you need to go and have a place to worship, it's right there. Boom. Right there on the campus. Huge, big, really beautiful. Well, I've never understood how you think pushing someone aside is the way to convince them to adopt your view. That yeah, that doesn't work at all. No, it can't. Telling somebody they don't thing, know any better or they're yeah. dumb or whatever, yeah. and that's, that's, you get back to sales. You can get power that way. Pushing sales, you're telling people, you don't yeah. know any better, you got to listen to me. Listen to me, you idiot. Yeah. And where does, where does forgiveness come in at this point? At this point oh, now now we're going back to this Man, that's a tough one. That's yeah. a, we're going back even to I mean, I battle with that in things in my life throughout what? the past that still come up in my dreams. Yeah. Or, you know, I'll be I've, dreaming I've about stuff I've that struggled, happened I've struggled with it 30, many 40 years, years ago. I, 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 Not forgiven is drinking poison, baby. That's what it is. I was taught doesn't by... make it easy to do, though. No, <laughs> no one that doesn't no, make it easy. In my least devout moments, I was taught <laughs> by a Jesuit who will yeah. have my respect all my life, who said the secret to understanding the value of forgiveness is simply to be very selfish. 
It, it, if you forgive somebody, it's actually good for you. It, it's better for you than him. Yeah. You know, and it and it and it lets lets you concentrate again on living a good life, not on dwelling on stuff that. Yeah. It's it's doesn't not make that horse pill easier to swallow. No. No. no right. But it's, it's, but it makes you feel better if you can do it. You know it. it Hey, I love the. What is it, uh, John? You correct me if I got it wrong, but it's the whole issue of love your, you know, love your enemy. Get, if he's hungry, give him food. If he's thirsty, because it's like putting pouring hot coals on their head. Yeah, start, well, well, start small yeah. and work your way up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I mean that because yeah. you know, I, I'm like, I'm no different from anybody else. Well, I have things in my life I need to forgive, and I'm not willing yet in my life to do so. Yeah, I'm still working on them. Alita's left us. You know, I'm, yeah, just, you know, <laughs> how do you forgive certain things in life? But you, you need to. But the question, the question that you need to ask yourself was always, what, what, what is the, what benefit am I deriving by not forgiving? Because the reason we don't forgive is that we think there's something in it for us. You're on the money. Not well, to forgive. I enjoy so being pissed off. There you go. There you go. <laughs> something so you, so you, up so you have an answer to the question. But, it, but is Look, that wisdom? John, you have a good argument. It leads to wisdom. I know you do. No, so. You know, but it intellectual argument, you know. So it's not an argument to what question? Well, we could we could come up with a lot of different things. A lot of questions there. Just so, for fun. No, so just for fun. So, yeah. Just 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 for the thrill, thrill of the hunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's challenge our intellectual. Yeah, he didn't say thrill of the kill. He did say the thrill of the hunt. It would be a short conversation. So think about it this way. So what's the the most difficult individual to forgive I've ever found is myself. No, no doubt. And so that so if, if a person can start there, but then again, what does what does Scripture say? You've already been forgiven. Yeah. Confess your sins to God and forgive as you believe to yourself. Yeah. Well, there were Thereby many to God. There were many many folks in our generation who've gotten to a certain point in their their lives, whether it be the 30s or 40s, where they were turning around and blaming their lives on their parents. Right. Right. Right, that was very common going on. Hey, the life experience is and overcoming up how your how your parents screw you. It's up. very <laughs> easy to look back on life and say, "Wow, you know, my dad wasn't there as much as I really would have wanted him." You know, really, you're going to look back and you're going to go through. You're going to put that into play. I, sorry, but and you know what, my mom actually she listens to this occasionally, but I've said this before. My mom often apologizes for what occurred when we were young, mm -hmm. my parents split up. And there were ramifications with that, that went along with that when I was younger and how I came up. But when you get to your 30s or 40s, and one of my kids were little at that point in time, you look back at that and you go, you know what? Now with the stark reality of being a parent, you realize that they did the best they could with the abilities and the comprehension and understanding with what they had. Yeah. And you can't blame any condition in your life on that. No, but you have to believe But that. you have to own you. Yeah, you have to own What, what are you going to think? In reality that, oh, my parents did the absolute worst because, you know, they had all the information. They had the choices. They made the worst choices. And, you know, they were as lucky as we are. Even if they were terrible and did terrible <laughs> things to you. How you are as an adult is not dependent upon them. No, not at all. Getting back to my favorite, you know, topic, which personal is self-reliance. Well, and personal and responsibility. And again, it's like you know, you, Ken, you mentioned it about how, you know, it's what good does it do 
what good does it do for me not to forgive? I, take you, your I, own, I like take the fact you're being selfish. You know, well, you're saying I'm doing it for me. That's one thing I've noticed over the years, uh, in recent, in, in the, let's say I'd say in the last 20 years, is that we always, if you ask somebody, why did you do that? All of a sudden, bang, they blame somebody else. You know, it's so like it's like uh, I when I when I uh, I had kids playing in the front yard. They weren't my children, but they were playing in, in my front yard. Which I didn't care. But here they're banging the ball up against my my garage door, which is causing problems or going to cause problems. And I said, "Why are you guys doing that?" And he said, "Well, he's he's the one that's throwing it. I'm not the one that." You know, I said, wait a minute, that's not the point. Why are you doing it? You should be, if you're thinking, of, if you think logically, you don't, you don't throw the ball toward the house. You throw it side to side, you know, <laughs> parallel with the house, not perpendicular to it. Perpendicular and, and from the house. Right. Common sense, yeah. and not everybody. Has. You're talking math. <laughs> you're well, educating them well, too. You know, a little contrarian thought goes a long way when there's a baseball and a picture window involved. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it does because Absolutely. how wonderful is it to throw that ball through that window and watch it go out. It's a, and, and it's it's more a thing fun. you only do once. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. if yeah. you don't get caught, it's well, even more fun. Yeah. 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 But you at least the bigger windows. I did, more <laughs> I did it more than once on purpose. It's just so much fun. Well, you did, huh? Um, but uh, hmm. it, well, we forgive I mean, you. Come on, we forgive you. It's it's one. It's Everybody I, works in their homes. It, it, it's the same thrill I get and, out of uh, shooting old warm beer bottles that you've shaken up <laughs> in the grill in my backyard with a pellet gun and BB gun because I can't get to the range all the time. <laughs> it still goes. <laughs> Boom. Take your back to this forgiveness and to this wisdom and truth and sharing all of this, if you be welcoming with this, that's the first step you've got to take. And, you know, John, with your congregation, and I don't know, is it okay to, I think sure. you've said you're a minister before. <laughs> I, I think the secret's out. Yeah. I think I'm going to yeah, the secret, secret's out. With your congregation, the first step, you know, it's, and it doesn't matter if it's, you know, however you want to phrase it. I, I heard that a little <laughs> I don't know if the mic heard it, but with that first step in having a congregation and sharing the wisdom, no matter what it is, you can bring people in and it's a, it's a welcoming thing. It's, you know, the, there's an invitation and then a welcome, an invitation and a welcome. And that, I think, is the first step in sharing the wisdom that you have that you want to gift to other people because I think it's important too to say you know not impart I like the way that you said let's get rid of that word I don't want to impart this wisdom to you but perhaps we gift it to other people because we've learned this and we've we all we have to discovered and felt something from it and learned something from it and maybe have found a better way to live through it. So let me give this to you. I want to make this a gift, and you can do with it what you will. And the reason why it is that, and I, and I think that's very specifically to my pastoral experience, that the um, it is a gift. And that gift is presented every Sunday in the form of a service and a sermon and a message. Now, the reason that, that it is presented in a gift to other people is because it was presented in a gift to us. Mm -hmm. And I want to I want to I want I want to challenge people to look at the Bible in a totally different way with the following statement. 
It is the greatest love story ever told, and it was written to you personally. Personally, it was written to Ken, to Dan, to Don, Bill, Pete, to John. It was written to everyone. Now, the issue is, the gift has been given. We create this space where it's welcoming and inviting. We want to share this gift with you. you can't make the horse drink. No, you, but you, you know, can create the space. But ultimately, it comes back to a conviction of the individual on the part of the Spirit, capital S, Holy Spirit, that says, I'm not on the throne of my life. I don't belong here. I need something more than what it is this world offers because everything this world offers decays, rots, depreciates, inflation devalues it. Um, talk about currency, blah, blah, blah. It all goes away. But what is the thing that is so solid that I am willing, able, to take that next step and, uh, after my last breath and be confident in what comes next? Totally nothing of what I've done but what has been done for me. That's that. That's pretty. And I'm not sure how you start off your services and, and things, but if, you know the, the service I go to, we start off by saying, okay, let's close our eyes and calm our minds and open our hearts and and, and let the Lord in and give it a rest for you know, 30 seconds, whatever it is. Open up and we start the mass. You know, opening up. Have to. Uh, I don't know. It's providing a Environment that let people open up. People open up because they choose to. Exactly. You know, it, it's nobody's going to force you to open your mind to anything you don't want to hear. They they submit themselves. They 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 let the spirit have its way, and they calm themselves. They say, "I'm going to surrender to letting the spirit move me, so that I am not all wound up about the stuff that's outside these walls. All the things that are just yeah. tearing me up yeah. inside. Because when a person all wound up inside emotionally, uh, mentally, every way of you, you don't get the message, but you can't be moved. You can't take that, that next step, no matter how small or how big it is, because you're squelching that spirit. And that it's important to take that time to say, I am here in the presence of God in His church, as His church, with my church family who love me in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And they genuinely care about me. When I walked into to my church at CLCC in 2009, I was a broken man. And those people did nothing but put their arms around me and love me in the name of the Lord. I walked in there on March 22nd, I think it was, of 2009, and it took me many, many months before I could get through a sermon without wholesale sobbing. I don't mean like getting misty-eyed. I mean like whole snot and everything just pouring out. A total train wreck. And those people came alongside me and said, we don't know what it is you're going through or what you've experienced in life, but we want you to know we're here to love you in the name of the Lord. And that's all they did. And I'm telling you what, it saved me. It really did. Mm -hmm. And I get, I get it. I know where you're coming from. It's, it's but that's but that thing. Powerful that, stuff. But that's wisdom, right? That's a, that because Scripture says that that's what the power of the Lord can do for you. And I experienced so that. Does wisdom it, lead us to love. Well, it's, 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 
they go hand dovetail. in hand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I They're agree. in the same I, place. I was, yes. I was just throwing it out there. Sure, I, no, I know, no, I'm not no. sure what's no, about. They say a sign of a smart man is knowing the answer to the question he's asking. But Or his love or his love well, I'll tell you what, what, Only attorneys do that. <laughs> yeah. You never ask a question. I almost, I almost said something, but anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it after the mic's over. There, there. there goes the congregation. Yeah, but my phone is on. But I'm, I'm a, but I'm a live chicken. So. <laughs> I'm a live chicken. To Bill's point, though, I think that's another hour. Yeah, it's a great yeah, point. It's a great yeah, to, it is another hour. We're actually at 57 minutes on record time. I don't think I'm going to edit anything on this one. I think this is going to be probably one of my easiest ones. Hmm. A couple of dead spots, but I'm going to let those fly. Yeah. Because I think they were, those dead spots Contemplation. Were, yeah, a little contemplation there. I really enjoyed this. And we walked into it without an actual topic to sit down. I think I might want to try this again. But uh, episode 22, I'll Civil Tension in the can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right, Don. Yeah, Dan, Don is our official topic master. I, I yeah, really want that title. Episode 22 in the can, gentlemen. Thank you very much. I really, All right. Really, really Thank you. Really.